0: Hi guys, welcome to Self-Care Sundays. This is Han and I'm joined by the beautiful Naz. God, I haven't heard that one for a long time. Hello, hello. (laughs) Oh my God, you can see how excited I am. I
1: miss recording. (laughs) I know, I would say that I missed you, but I can't talk to you every day, so. hmm. (laughs) Well, I I still miss you, so whatever. (laughs) What's been, what's been going on? Like, are you rich yet with your crypto investments? Stop. You know I'm
0: rich. <laughs> like, you need to stop because, you know, I'm going to start, like, going crazy. Oh, my God. I don't know what happened. In the last week, two of my coins, like, XRP and Dodge, just went crazy. And I sort of crazy. I made four times my investment in, a, like, in two days with XRP.
1: I know, I've been seeing like your post on Instagram. I think you'd had a post, was it last night or this morning about Dodge? Yeah, Dodge's gone, yeah, Dodge's doubled, more than double actually. It's insane, man. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) I always jump on the bandwagon way too late. So I ended up getting Dodge after seeing your post and I think it's actually gone down (laughs) since I bought it. So the
0: thing with the thing with XRP is they won the court case, so like it was inevitable for it to go up. But with Dodge, it's really tricky. You just don't know. It does this thing where it goes up and down, up and down. So as soon as it goes up, you take your money out, <laughs>
1: and you take your winnings. But with XRP, I'm holding. It's so funny. Like I was, <laughs> I was trying to explain to my mum last night about how investing in cryptocurrencies work, and I'm like, oh, you know, I've made this much of this coin. And she's like but where's the money? And I'm like, well, you can, you can sell it, you know, and then you make your money. It's just like, so you don't have the money right now. I'm like, no, mom, that's not how investments work. She's like, then talk to me when you actually have the money in your bank account. I'm like, oh, my God.
0: No, You like, I, sold, I sold my polka dot because, like, look, polka dot is a good coin, but I just sold it because I got in too late and I wasn't making a lot of money from it. So I sold it and bought more XIP, but I could have withdrawn that and put it into my account instantly. Yeah, exactly. At any point, you can sell your coins. Yeah, you can, like, sell it right now and get the money into your account. So you do have the money, technically. You go back to your mom and explain to her, Nasra, <laughs> I mean,
1: I tried my best, but it's just...
0: Oh, my God. Do you know what else? I was in this crypto room uh, on Clubhouse and some idiot, Daniel or Dan or whatever he called himself, was telling everyone, this was, like, a month ago, you know, sell XRP. He's like, I sold XRP. He's like, you guys are idiots if you're holding. And I'm just like, fuck you, Dan.
1: <laughs> oh, and you didn't listen to him I look at you today I know, I know. I'll pick you up in life. my Tesla later <laughs> <laughs> you know what I actually want a Tesla in all honesty I yeah, really no. want a Tesla like I, I used to want a Mini Cooper when I was younger yeah I remember that obsession and now I look at that I'm like that's like a poor people's car I don't want it. but mind you I drive a <laughs> Mazda too <laughs> <laughs> But if I'm going to upgrade, I'm going to upgrade in style. Do they Wait, Teslas drive themselves, right? Or they can park themselves. They they do drive themselves, but I don't trust it, obviously. I think it might be more safe to be in a self-driving car than you driving the car. I feel like. No. I mean, what if a glitch happens and you're, like,
0: driving me? No, no, no,
1: no. But glitches happen more with human beings. Uh What do you mean? We get distracted. We're looking around. Like, your car's never going to get distracted. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
0: I I still would
1: prefer to
0: do it myself. But I do like the fireplace it has. I saw this, like, little fireplace thing that you can do. (laughs) Wait, there's a fireplace inside the car? It's, like, on the screen. I think it, like, heats up. And then I had a friend, um, like, he was driving a Tesla. It was so funny. And then he sent me a video where he was playing, like, Noughts and Crosses on the screen with his friends. I'm like, oh, my God, this is insane. See, you can only do that with a self-driving car. We tell our audience like what we've been up to. We've been away for a few weeks. This is the start of our season two. You've been on quite a few getaways. Have I? Yeah. Yeah. Can you remind me because it feels like a distant memory now. Well, Well, we went to Sydney, all of us. We went to Sydney. That was a lot of fun.
1: Yes, but it was raining heavily every single day, which I didn't mind being stuck Look, in an it: To be emergency. honest, I came back and I was super grateful because I would have come back
0: exhausted to the kids, but I came back refreshed. I had a nap. <laughs> I woke up from, you know you had a good nap when you wake up confused. I woke up and I'm like, who am I? Where am I? <laughs> it, was a, it was an amazing holiday. I loved it. You just didn't have enough.
1: You came back and then you went again. It went. Well, that's because I had leave from work. I wasn't going to stay at home with leave from work. Yeah, I definitely. I wasn't satisfied with the Sydney trip because I wanted to do more outdoor yeah. things and outdoor adventures. So I ended up going with my friend to East Gippsland and we drove up along the border of the eastern border of Victoria and New South Wales. We didn't make it too far into New South Wales, actually. We just made it to Mallacoota and then came back but um, we stopped by heaps of lakeside towns, lots of roadside motels and lakeside motels. And I started to get confused actually, like after a bit, I think we went to like four or five towns. And when me and my friend were reflecting on our trip on the, the train back to Melbourne, because our car broke down, that's a different story. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, she was just like, oh, I remember when we met that person in that place and did that thing in that town. I'm like, Which town? And she's like, oh, you know the town with the the fishing boats and that and that. And I'm like, they're all the fucking same. (laughs) Every town we went to was the same. It was almost like every person we met had the same identity as well. Like that's not even racist. I don't even know what term you give that. But like country people, not, not even particularly country, people who live at those, who live in those lakeside towns or those towns by the lake like all their hobbies are the same they're always fishing they're always boating sailing things like that you know their life is very slow paced so it's like everyone we met had the same energy yeah and yeah. the places we went to were, were the same it's like you know there's like in one restaurant and one local cafe so, so you I'm just sorry, like constantly going to the same yeah. same types of places all the time so I got confused I couldn't even tell you where I went and what I liked.
0: I was just annoyed you went away again. That was like, that really pissed me off. And then what was worse was the fact that like you came back and you're like, oh, my God, Hannah, I'm a vegetarian now. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, pescatarian. <laughs> I don't care what the hell. It was the worst news anyone could come back and tell me. It was the yeah. equivalence of like my man saying, Hannah, I'm going on holiday. And then he comes back and it's like, oh, I, I bet for the other team now. <laughs>
1: Wow I didn't know it was affecting you that much it was (laughs) pissing me off I can't believe it I hope you get over this stupid phase but I mean I did I did eat meat last night but it doesn't mean that I am not going to continue being a pescatarian I just slipped it was it was a momentary slip. actually actually that gives you some comfort and peace you're actually joking right
0: like you ate meat and now all of a sudden you're back to like vegetarian, pescetarian, whatever you want to call yourself. No, you have to choose a side. Well, we're all about to sin every
1: now and then. Like <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, you know, I can forgive myself. If God could forgive us for sinning every now and then, I can forgive myself for slipping and eating meat. You, you, to you should life. be eating me. God has allowed you to eat meat. The fact that
0: we went out the other day and I was trying to convince you, there was all these like food trucks
1: and I was trying to convince you to get chicken or meat and you were like, no. But I didn't feel it then. I just didn't know how to say no to my mum. You know, it's Ramadan, second night of Ramadan, she's made this amazing baris and hilib and, you know, with with her special chilli sauce and she's packing it up for me. Like, what am I going to say, mum, no meat? I did say that actually a few times. She's like, just a little bit. Just a little oh, bit because okay. that's what makes the mm. rice taste nice. Okay, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to you know invite my you name, over. Mom, just
0: a little bit. I'm going to invite <laughs> you over for iftar. It's just going to be all meat dishes.
1: <laughs> I won't eat it, Hada. Now you're going to be the biggest devil and you're going to put meat in front of my face every single day until I cave. I mean, you've yeah. already been doing that. I remember
0: my friend came over once. She's like, I'm a vegetarian. And I'm like, it's mince. It's barely meat. I'm like, eat it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean it's barely meat that's the worst type of meat I know, I know but I don't know anyway look you know I don't like any anyway, lifestyle changes <laughs> anything, anything that's an inconvenience to
1: you I like my meat and I would like you to eat your meat with me I know but like why can't I just eat everything else that comes with the meat and not the meat
0: no, because I feel like you're missing out. It's such an amazing part of the meal. I feel like you're missing out for a stupid reason because I know eventually you're gonna go back to eating it anyway. Oh my god, I remember when you
1: came over on one of the, the self-care Sundays after my trip when I was a pescatarian, and you were like, I'm so hungry, now. Naz, like you know, make sure you make me an amazing lunch. And I'm like, I got this, I'm so excited about my stir fry. And and then I put it for you on a ball. And you were like, oh, you know, mm, mm. I could tell you were faking it. And I'm like, so do you like it? And you're like, the sauce is nice. And I'm like, would you have liked it more if there was beef in there? You're like, 100%. No, oh, my God, no, no, no. And no, no. no, like half the ball.
0: No, well, I, I liked it. Well, lie, don't get me wrong. I, I loved it. I actually, like, it was amazing. But obviously it would have been better with meat. It's already hard enough going out and looking for like halal, you know, like halal food. Like don't get me wrong. Like when I'm out, sometimes I have to resort to like vegetarian because the meat or the chicken is not halal. But I'm like when I can. Wouldn't I'm, your life be easier if you were vegetarian? You're just saying. No, I would be miserable. I would actually be depressed if I just had to, eat veg- if I had to eat vegetables and not meat. Like I have to have a piece of meat or chicken in my meal or it's not a
1: meal. That's, that's ridiculous. I don't know. Like that. <laughs> that, that, that makes. Sense. Okay, so you can't go a day without eating chicken or meat. Of course not. Every day
0: I have a meal that has chicken or meat included in it.
1: Oh, okay. We need. We need to take this offline because you need therapy. <laughs> huh?
0: <laughs>
1: you need therapy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? Let's get to the topic. Let's get to the topic. So today we're going to be talking about unrequited love.
1: This is going to be an a touchy, touchy-feely topic, I think, for a lot of people because we've all experienced unrequited love. Like we've all been rejected and, you know, being head over heels or not even head over heels, but had some kind of affection for someone who hasn't felt the same way back for us. And it's the biggest blow and the biggest blow to your ego. Oh,
0: percent you know? 100%, 100%. I think no one can Stand up and say, I've never experienced unrequited love. It's something that everyone goes through. It's very painful. I think the rejection bit is painful, but there are different types of unrequited love. So, just to make it clear, having a crush on the guy that makes your coffee in the morning or a colleague at work or your neighbour or something, that's not unrequited love because if they don't know and they don't come out and say to you, hey, look, I'm not interested in you, then that's not unrequited. So like having a crush from afar, that's not considered unrequited love. Wait, wait, so wait, so so is that because it's a crush and there's no deep feelings? I feel like it can only be considered unrequited when the other person does not reciprocate back, like when they're not feeling the same. So when you when you get rejected, basically... I think that's when it's considered unrequited love or when the person says so, I feel the same.
1: So the person has to, has to be very open. You have to have very clear signs that they don't feel that way about you. You can't just make that up in your head. No. So this,
0: the first type of unrequited love is like when you
1: have feelings for
0: someone and you, and you haven't gone into a relationship with them and you have feelings for them and they've just said to you, look, I'm not interested in you and I do not feel the same way. Yeah. The second type of unrequited love is when you have feelings for someone and then they have feelings for you but your feelings are way way more than their feelings and they're just like look we're just not on like the same boat I'm not just feel I'm not feeling it as much as you're feeling it. So this could be like maybe in the talking stage this could be maybe like someone that you're in a relationship with or someone that you're getting to know. The third type of unrequited love is so two people that are in love and feel the same emotion are uh, madly or deeply in love and then maybe one person falls out of love because the other person cheated or they just fell out of love I don't know or some an incident happened or something happened and then that person just doesn't feel the same for their partner anymore.
1: I think I can relate to that last scenario that you just described. Okay yeah. I have definitely been in in relationships or situationships where feelings have started off the same initially. Yeah. You know, maybe even the album was dropped, you know, depending on how far we're into that relationship and then something happens. Yeah. And, you know, the person's feelings change and you can tell because even though they haven't said, like, you know, I don't feel this anymore, their actions towards you change. So there's no affection. Like you can tell they've just completely shut off. Yeah. You know, And, and... Sometimes me being a, a hopeless or maybe hopeful, <laughs> romantic, my feelings are still the same, and I'm trying, trying, trying to you know flog a dead horse, trying to make the shit work when it's just not going to work, you know. So I don't know. In a way, that type of unrequited love hurts a lot more. Would you yes.
0: agree? Of course, it does because you've actually been in a relationship with this person. You've actually they've loved you back at some point, and so what happens is the brain kind of can't let go of what used to be and can't see what's actually happening now so the brain or your ego essentially is stuck on the past and what was like happening <laughs> before so that's why it's very hard to move on from something like that because you're stuck on how things were not how
1: things are yeah and you're stuck on that fantasy that you created in your head yeah you know in in the beginning and and that fantasy maybe it was right for you to create that fantasy because the person was also sharing in that fantasy with you. They were co-creating that fantasy with you and then all of a sudden something changes. You know, I've actually been on both ends. Like I've also been the person who has fallen out of love and as you said, you know, it was because of cheating, but I didn't even realise it myself, but I completely stopped reciprocating any feelings. I couldn't even be around the person anymore. You know they could sense it as well, and it was just became a very awkward situation. And it is awkward for both people in that sense. It is, and you made a good point point earlier
0: when you said about fantasizing. You're right. I think there's a lot of fantasizing that goes into unrequited love, and I think the person feeling feeling it projects like a number of qualities or thinks that the object of the unrequited love or the person that they like will magically
1: make them feel different about themselves. You've created this fantasy in your head or this. Future in your head that that person is definitely in. Yeah, so they they think
0: that life will only be complete if that person is in their life, but no, your life is still complete without them. But it's definitely the stories people tell
1: themselves. That's what you eventually believe. It's what you tell yourself. Yeah, but that's what leads to the disappointment, you know. And like, okay, so we're talking about. I I mean the example that I gave in the last scenario that you were describing is, you know, unrequited love when you've already when you have some sort of relationship with someone and feelings change over time yeah but then there are also what's even worse is when someone creates fantasies in their head you know about someone that they they feel deep affection with you know this may be a friend this may be uh, just someone in your life that you have contact with and it's worse when you have that scenario of what your life could be like with that person but then You're not even in a relationship with them, you know? So now it's like, not only do you become attached to that person, now you're also attached to the idea of what your life will be like with them. And then when it eventually doesn't work out the way that you want it to, because they just say, you know, I'm not on the same page with you, it leads to so much like heartache and disappointments and. Devastation,
0: basically. yeah, so so how does unrequited love make you feel? How has unrequited love made you feel in the past? It's that feeling of rejection.
1: yeah I think with me personally, like I, in the situations where I've been in a relationship with someone and feelings have changed, like I tend to turn things on myself, even like i I stop looking at things objectively, basically, you know i I put myself in the middle of of everything. Why is this happening? What have I done? Why is this person shut off? You know, and then even after all of that is resolved, the relationship has ended and I'm over that person, that feeling of, you know, low self-esteem, the hit that you take to your your confidence, like that is that lasts a long time and it actually builds up over time. Like a friend of mine had on there. On their Instagram story, there was a meme that said, you know, this is what dating in your 30s look like. Everyone is tired and no one trusts anyone. Yeah. <laughs> there's just all of that, all of those, you know, all of that emotional baggage like building up over time, you know, and it becomes every time you do take a hit like that, every time things don't work out and, you know, there's rejection and there's unrequited love in whatever form it is, the more you build your walls up, and the more you, you hold back, you don't want to take risks, you don't want to, you just have no confidence. You no, know, 100%. It
0: definitely, rejection definitely plays with your self-worth because it's just kind of like, well, I'm amazing. Like, why am I not good enough for you? What is it about me that's not good enough for you? You know, or maybe for the first type of unrequited love where someone likes someone and the person doesn't like them back at all, it's kind of like, you know, why don't you want to give me a chance? I'm a good catch. Why don't you want to get to know me? And then, like you said, it's definitely worse when you've been in a relationship with someone and it's kind of like, well, you've seen all of me and you've seen my whole self and that wasn't good enough for you. Why? So it definitely plays with your ego and I think what happens is we're not hurt as a person. Our ego is hurt. No one likes to be rejected. No one, No one wants to think that they're not good enough. Everyone wants to think that they're the perfect person or they're the perfect partner or they're the perfect, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, wife, husband, whatever. Everyone wants to think that they're the one. So when someone rejects you or says, well, not anymore, this is not good enough for me anymore, it really hurts. It's like your ego is getting hurt. (laughs) Yeah. The thing with ego is like it only draws from like past experience, so it's really dangerous to leap from your ego. If you've never had love or if you've had never had money, for example, your ego will continue to keep you in that paradigm through worry, doubt, fear. So the ego is also linked to like survival instinct, right? So every time you want to make a change or every time you want to let go of something that's not serving you or someone that's not loving you back, the ego thinks that they're dying. The ego wants to be around comfort. So for example, when you made that point earlier about the person cheating on you but you still stayed it was your ego staying it wasn't you because your ego was like okay yeah well they cheated but I'm comfortable with this person because I know that you know I know this person but deep down
1: that person's not the one for you yeah I mean it's really hard like to have that that kind of insight when you're in the thick of it do you know what I mean like no one actually steps back and thinks oh you know it's my ego that's that's leading these emotions. It's my ego that I'm feeling all of these emotions. Like we don't. How often do you sit back and think, "Oh, just because I love this person doesn't mean that they have to love me back." Like the first thing that we think, we're so self-obsessed. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> we think that how how can that person not love us back? You know, and and that has a lot to do with our ego. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. But, I'm seeing. Our, I'm, yeah. of
1: course. Like our ego is hurt. Like obviously, when you're
0: there, like upset you're not going to be like, oh, stupid ego, it's all you. No, but like, it's our ego that's crushed. We always, everyone wants to be chosen. Everyone Mm. wants to be fought for. Everyone wants to be the one, you know? So when you have like an ex-partner that didn't fight for you, that didn't choose you, that didn't want you, it's, it's going to kill. It's going to hurt. Rejection hurts. Mm. I definitely believe. That person wasn't
1: for you, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, yeah. And the fact that they didn't fall for you or they didn't fight for you, like it probably has more to do with them than it does to do with you. Yeah. You know, like maybe they're in a different place in their life. Like maybe they just got out of a long-term relationship. Maybe they're just not capable of forming yeah. a deep bond with someone for now. Like who knows what the re- like what their reason is? You know, it's just that you have to realize it actually has nothing to do with you. No, it it has absolutely nothing to do with you, you know,
0: and if they are like still blaming you or saying, well, I don't want to be with you because you're like this, well, that's someone that still needs to kind of mature up and grow up, I think. And also like people always go, oh, you know, they'll never find someone better than me, but they won't find someone better than you, but they will find someone better suited for them. Mm. So, like, people sit there and, like, compare themselves or, like, you know, he's with this new girl or he's talking to this new girl or she's with this new guy, you know, you know, why is she better than me? Why is he better than me? It's like they're not better than you. Maybe they're just better suited for that person than you and you will find yes. that's better suited for you than them. Yeah. So my question to you is if you've experienced
1: unrequited love, how do you get over it? I'm not really sure because it depends on what what the scenario is. I think the most important thing is that you need to get rid of the hope that you have, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You keep telling yourself the possibility and hope that, you know, if you change this or if this circumstance changed or if this happened, you know, if I moved to that country, if, if we did this, like, that you will end up being together and you play that in your mind over and over again. And the more that you hold on to that hope, the more that you're going to still be stuck on that emotional hurt, if that makes yeah, sense. 100% hope kills
0: because you're thinking, oh, my God, like, we're going to end back together or things are going to work out. If things change like this, you know, we're going to end up together. But the reality is 90% of the time, no, <laughs> you won't. No, yeah. So you end up waiting and wishing and hoping. And then, like, maybe when they move on or, or they've come back to you and say look no I don't want to be with you or something happens or
1: that's when it hurts a lot more <laughs> exactly and like you need to acknowledge that you know maybe there's a higher purpose that like there's a higher purpose to the fact that you didn't end up with this person yes you know and and you may not know what that purpose is now but it's all going to be revealed in time like i'm sure that you can testify to that and and i can definitely testify to that like just because you were rejected by this person or they refused to fight for you or, you know, they fell out of love with you, it doesn't mean that you're not going to meet someone in your future who's a better match for you or find another purpose altogether. Yeah, and like that, also, like, yeah. Yeah, that also brings like the scarcity mentality
0: And most of the time I think people hold on to like unrequited love because they're just like, oh, my God, I'm never going to find someone like this. Like I'm never going to find anyone. Like this person got me. I'll be alone forever. But the reality is like you need to have like an abundance mentality where it's like there's billions of people out there and there's probably a lot more people that you are better suited for and the one that is for you would fight for you, would stay with you, would not fall out of love with you They will always be in love with you. Like they will always stick by you. At the end of the day, like the
1: person that you like, they will choose you. I love that. And this goes back to what you were saying about the ego thing before. We're so self-obsessed with our, you know, like we're so self-centric when we're thinking about our emotions, we forget to look at it from the other person's perspective because you may think this person is my ideal match And I'm talking about in the case where you're not in a relationship with someone. Yeah. You may think this person is your ideal match, but the fact that they don't think so, they're obviously seeing something that you didn't see. You should actually thank them. Yeah, yeah. Because they're obviously not your match. You know, you are not matched in the ways that you have thought that you were or have fantasised in your head.
0: Yeah, 100%. Like I think the person that you're supposed to be with, you will be with, and there's nothing in the world that can stop it. And if someone that you were with doesn't want to be with you anymore, then that's not your person anymore, but there will be someone that is your person. I think everyone that comes into your life like serves a purpose, makes you a better person, and there's always something
1: better out there for you, 100%. Another important thing is that, you know, this goes back to the hope the hope thing, it's you need to stop thinking that there's unfinished business between you and that person. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you start to look for like, you know, little signals and stupid things like, oh, you know, he sent me a message in the, in the morning while, while he's supposed to be at work and, you know, that means that he must be into me. He watched my Instagram story. That means he must like me more than a friend. When he has already given you the clear signals that he's not into you or that she's not into you, yeah you know and, and you just think but what if like it's that what if what if this changed? what if his feelings change if his feelings change but that's
0: the thing I was, I was literally telling my friend the other day i go if you're confused and start like if you're actually confused and that person does not like you or does not want to be with you legit i'm not gonna lie like if a man or a woman wants you they will come out and reach out to you and tell you and phone you or come to your door and say to you or you know, come to wherever you are and say to you, hey, like, I want to be with you. That's someone that wants you. But Mm. if that's not being reciprocated from the other person, they do not want you at all. But people don't get it. People literally tell themselves, no, 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 no. They're just scared. They don't really want it. No, Mm. no, no, no. No, no, no. She wants it. She just doesn't know it. She hasn't figured. She's just upset with me. She'll get over it. No, no. But I'm like, nah, if someone wants you, you're going to go out there and like, Tell them I'm that type of person. Like, if I want to be with you, I will be like, hey, I want to be with you. If I want to make it work, I'll be like, hey, I want to make it work. If I want things to work out, I'll reach out to you. But if I'm not reaching out to you, then I don't want to be with you. So if yeah, someone's and- not reaching out to you and telling you that they don't want to be with you, they don't want to be with you. There's no that's reason between the lines.
1: Yeah, if you are confused, like I, I completely agree with you. If you're confused, then they're probably just not that into you. But if you are confused and you're really confused, and you've talked to people and the signals are not clear, just ask them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's not that le- hard. Just say, "I'm legit what are you doing like that." Right yeah, now?
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm legit like that. I'm like, yeah, I'm legit like that. It's like I got to hear. You got to hear it from the horse's mouth. Yes. <laughs> and the thing is and I was saying it earlier like you know the ego is linked to survival instinct like you know the ego wants to be comfortable the ego doesn't like change the ego just wants what they've known as well for like maybe a five-year relationship or a two-year relationship or whatever how long it's been the ego wants to be stuck on something that they're comfortable with but that doesn't always necessarily mean that's what's good for you
1: yeah we don't know what's good for us. I think that's our biggest fucking disease.
0: <laughs> we don't know what's good for us, but I feel like whatever God decrees and whatever happens, that is what's good for us. So if mm-hmm. you fall out of love or someone falls out of love with you, then that person wasn't meant for you. That that was decreed mm-hmm. by God and, like, that's not meant for you. There could be someone absolutely amazing waiting for you. And I've seen it. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I've seen it where it's just like, no, this is my person. And then, like, you meet someone and you're like, oh, my God, do you? You just existed
1: this whole time. Yeah. You were alive, like, and I, I didn't, didn't know that you. I could do better, but you're ten, what a hundred times better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've all we've all had those moments. These feelings yeah. exist. What are these called? <laughs> <laughs> you're so much better than my ex. <laughs> That's the other thing. Like, one other thing I wanted to mention was, you know, sometimes even after we've broken up with someone and it's ended in that kind of that unrequited love situation where you know some they've just completely shut off from you and you're trying to move on or you know maybe you had affection and feelings for someone who didn't feel the same way back for you but you were never in the relationship yeah I feel like a lot of people hold on to that feeling of of unrequited love for very long time people almost become more obsessive with the form of rejection and i don't get why like i don't i I don't understand it because once it's made clear to me that you have shut off okay in a relationship i will fight for it but not for that long but can i tell you something i was was actually having like a conversation with a friend the other
0: day she's like um hannah she's like i almost love the chase She's like, I almost love the chase of like trying to convince convince this person to like like me back or to want me back. And she's like, eventually, when like I start to see them wanting me back or coming back, I'm like, no, 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 I really don't want this anyway. I think it's the chase. It's people love the chase, and people confuse the pain for love. I swear to God, people confuse that pain for love, <laughs> but it's
1: not love; it's pain. <laughs> it's such a strange thing for me because it's yeah. First of all, people are addicted to the pain, but then also. Yeah you start living your life for this other person. Like, yeah. you know, you start having these thoughts. I mean, I've been guilty of, of this at least once or twice in my life where you're like, you know, if I do this, then it might sabotage, you know, a, a chance of me getting back with my ex. So I better not let him see me doing this on Instagram or whatever. <laughs> it's like you're completely fixated on the thought of that person. You yeah. know, and like, it almost becomes
0: obsessive. I get it, but it's not. Yeah it's not good for you. Like you almost become obsessed because you feel like if I do this or if I change this about myself or if I act like this or if I do these certain things that they've asked me to do, you know, like, you know, he will come back
1: or she will come back. It sounds like I've been contradicting myself here as well. But like I said before, when somebody's feelings for me are not reciprocated and they shut off, then my affection for them automatically decreases. But I think that's what I'm showing to them because definitely deep down... (laughs) there has been situations where I've been really nervous to run into an ex where I've you know had a running with an ex and I've been like oh how did they perceive me you know are they are they still you know did they judge me did could I could that have gone better did I sabotage sabotage the situation so yeah I have been like no look to me to be honest it's like I
0: know where you're coming from, like although you think you've shut down but you haven't. But honestly, like actions speak louder than words to me. Honestly, if I want something or if I want to rekindle, I'll definitely, like, reach out. And if that person is, like, really rude or that person has said, oh, no, Hannah, or whatever, however the story goes, I don't know, or if that person just say rejects me, I will move on. Like there is no way I can be stuck on someone that's blatantly said to me, I don't want you. But it's never that straightforward, is it? It's not that, like, it's not that yeah. straightforward because what, what we tend to end up doing is saying, oh, no, they didn't mean it. You know, like it's those stories that we tell. Oh, well,
1: they don't even to- say. They don't even say straight up that they don't want you. Like it's just yeah. those little signs. It's the, you know, maybe we shouldn't be together right now because of this and because of that. It's those subtle signs that indicate to you and that all your girlfriends will be telling you He's just not that into you. Move on. Do you know what I mean? And it's that that's hard for us to to confront. Look, to be honest,
0: I think it's like just look at how someone is treating you and look at how someone is talking to you. If someone is like not putting effort or not telling you that they're like you're not wanting to be with you, then 99% of the time they don't want to be with you. It's just a simple, yeah. like don't, yeah. don't, don't waste time sitting down and fantasizing about something that can work out or someone that can will eventually choose you because if they haven't chosen you already, they're not going to choose you. If they haven't come to fight for their relationship by now, they're never going to come fight for it. So instead of sitting yeah. down and wasting the opportunity in the, like the amount of people that are out there, You're literally wasting your time. Every time that you're dwelling and you're sad over this person that hasn't chosen you or hasn't fought for you, you're losing the opportunity to find someone that is absolutely amazing for you and is your person.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. And the thing is, like, often when we think back to those, you know, those people that we've lost in our head, like the fantasies that we've lost the things that we think about is those qualities that we liked in the person, you know, and like instead of focusing on I'll never find someone who's like this or like that, like try to omit those qualities in yourself. I know that I've definitely always done
0: that. And you know what? The brain does a funny thing where it just focuses on all the good stuff and doesn't focus on all the negative stuff. Well, that's what my brain does anyway. So what really works for me is like I literally sit down and write a list. So this person that I'm like, putting on a pedestal thinking that they were the most amazing person when I end up writing that it literally comes down to like 50 negatives and like three positives and it's like (laughs) oh my god I know it's actually insane and then that literally gives like I will I'm a visual so I have to sit down and look at it like okay wow like this is insane like my brain is lying to me because my ego is comfortable with what my ego knows but you will literally waste so much of your precious time with unrequited love and it's awful because I feel like everyone is amazing in their own way and that person that didn't choose you doesn't make them a bad person you just Mm. weren't the one for them and that's fine because they will find someone that is like better suited for them and you will find someone that is better suited for you the only thing that's hurting is that we all want to be chosen we all want to be that one that someone fights for we all want to be that you know that one that someone loves, you know, we don't want to be rejected. Cause then it's like, well, am I not lovable? Am I not funny enough? Am I not smart enough? Am I not beautiful enough? But you Mm. are, you have all those qualities. Those qualities won't leave you just because someone hasn't chosen you. Like, let me give you an example. Like there was a guy that wanted to pursue me and I just wasn't interested in him. But honestly today, if someone came up to me and said, Hannah, do you know a, a good guy that wants to get married? Or do you know someone good? I'd be like, yeah, that guy. He's amazing. Like, I think he's intelligent, like, attractive, good good career, but that's not my person. And because I didn't yeah. choose them doesn't mean that he's less attractive or less intelligent or less
1: successful. No, he's still all those things, but he just wasn't the person for me. Of course. Like, I think everyone has their match. I think there's someone out there for everyone and not just one person, but you'll meet the person who's properly matched to you, yeah. you know? I feel like also like it's such a strange phenomenon like it's (laughs) as much as we can be stuck on the rejection and the you know low self-esteem hit that we take after a rejection it's funny because the more that we meet new people whether or not you end up in a relationship or even you know romantic take them serious in a romantic way the more that we meet new people and more people the more confidence we build because, like, it's like Uh our brain is expanding the possibilities. It's that whole saying about, you know, there's plenty of fish in the sea. That is so fucking true. And in order for you to see that, sometimes you have to put yourself out there. And I don't mean, like, you know, go join a dating site, but, like, just meet new people, make more friends and, like, just see how big the world is because you can really end up fixating on this one person and their qualities. And you know what I was saying before? No, I, 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 well. told you,
0: I told you I'm not yeah. even going to lie. Like you will literally like meet someone and you'll just be like, what the actual fudge? Like that was trash. This is gold. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, no. and, Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's the only thing you, it's the only thing your brain knows. It's your brain is comfortable with that. So you romanticize and fantasize and you like make those really crap qualities that that person had into something absolutely amazing when it's complete trash but I think rejection is protection and you should always remember that especially when you're in the dumps rejection is protection and something better is always around the corner and if that person didn't choose you that's not your person like why would you want to be with someone that
1: didn't choose you anyway exactly exactly and stop putting people on a pedestal because everything you liked about them you probably are that and more And can do that anymore.
0: And if you treat someone like an like a movie star, they'll treat you like a fan. So don't chase them. I feel like
1: the more you Oh, I love that. (laughs) Okay, well, I think we have (laughs) poured our hearts out with this topic. Thank you
0: guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining us. If you have experienced unrequited love and want to share your story, our DMs are always opened and emails. Make sure you check out our Instagram, self-care Sundays pod, Sundays with a Z and we're out. See you
1: later.